welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome, everyone. We're so happy to have you back at Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with Deborah and myself. Today, we are talking about five tips for new client satisfaction. So your client said, yes, now what? We're setting the stage for a smooth and professional relationship. The tools and processes we use to onboard new clients will create a lasting impression, support your brand, and it is extremely, extremely important when we're talking about professionalism and the the first steps on that path to the professional regard of divorce coaching. Deb, I know you are an expert in client onboarding. Oh, I don't know if I would call myself an expert. I think what I am is very committed to the idea that after the consult call, the way you onboard a client and start your relationship, I'm really committed to the idea that that sets the stage. Yeah. It sets the stage as to what the client's impression is of you, how professional they believe you are the amount of trust they have in your expertise, um, how much they're going to like lean into you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That you're not just a friend, that you are an actual divorce professional, like an attorney, like a mediator, like a CDFA. We are at that level in the divorce community and we want to be sure that's the impression they have from the start. Absolutely. And I think there's sometimes a lot of misunderstanding when we talk about onboarding, right? So I think it's really important for divorce coaches to understand, right? It's a terminology we use a lot within the profession, but for divorce coaches to really understand, was it what does it mean, right? Because it's a system that we use to welcome new clients in our coaching practices. And it involves a lot of different steps, you know, from the coaching agreement to the invoicing and payment system, to the emails, to the follow-up emails, but really it's about welcoming clients into the work and practice that they're going to be doing with you as the professional divorce coach. And it is our first steps in which we can empower our clients, right? Because coaching is a self-determined, empowered process. The process begins with them, right? Mm -hmm. And and the coach and the divorce coach is really responsible for setting up that framework. And often it's one of those afterthoughts that many divorce coaches engage in. And, and, and I think both of us are encouraging it to be something that is really one of those first things when you are setting up your practice and developing your practice should be in the forefront uh, of your planning. Yeah. Yeah. Let me walk through a scenario that's not uncommon that I hear from new coaches. So I had a consult call. They want to work with me. So we went ahead and set up a first appointment. 
I sent them my coaching agreement and an invoice. I haven't gotten either of those back and we're supposed to meet tomorrow. Mm. Now what? Mm. Great question. Great. Now what? What do you want to do? And did you, have you inverted your process there? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Should you be scheduling an appointment before you have a coaching agreement and payment? Yes. Everybody has to do their own process. I personally don't. No. I say let's get I say yes to the no. (laughs) Yes to the no. Once you sign your agreement and we get the payment taken care of, then we'll get your first session scheduled. Right. Right. Because boundaries are part of being a professional. Absolutely. So set your set yourself up for success and set yourself up for that standard of expectation. Mm -hmm. And again, letting the client make their own choices. Oh, but I need to get an appointment in. Great. Sign your coaching agreement. Put your credit card number in. We'll get going. Yeah. And, and we do know the onboarding process, right? We spent a lot of time and we at Divorce Coaches Academy is really, really committed to supporting divorce coaches and building their practice. And we talk a lot about, right, the consultative process, that discovery session. I know uh, one of our classes, uh, consults to clients is a huge, huge uh, on-demand class that we offer. But after the client says yes, right? So you, right. you've done that, you've started that impactful process of that consult call and converting the client into the work that they're going to do with you. So now they've said yes. So like we said, now what happens, right? Mm-hmm. What is that next step? How does it move forward, right? Mm-hmm. What is that level of professionalism that we talk about in terms of being, and, and Debbie, you just said this, right? Part of our role is advocating for the profession, the professional practice of divorce coaching is setting that professional tone, that professional brand, that professional experience that the client is going to have with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there are automated ways to make this a little bit easier. And so some coaches lean into that. It's something to think about. For me personally, I use a system called Acuity. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says yes to me, I send them a link to my Acuity coaching package where in order to schedule, they need to click a box that they agree to my coaching agreement. Mm -hmm. They need to pay. And mm-hmm. once that's all taken care of, then they can schedule. Yes. All the communication happens automatically to confirm their appointments. All those things happen automatically. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not using an automated platform, then you need to, this is sounds counterintuitive, automate it manually, right? Yeah. Have well, that create a tracking system, right? Exactly. That, that if you're a new coach and right, and you're not in a position at this point, as you're building your practice to work with a client management system, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them out there. And, and, you know, some of the coaching platforms we talk about, right, is sort of, you know, coaches consoles, simply coach, simple practice, Kajabi, there's lots of them out there. And some of them mm-hmm. are really, really awesome. You might not be able to be in a position at this point in time to, you know, invest in a coaching platform. So Mm -hmm. you can do it, right? It is absolutely possible to do this manually, but setting up 
a system, a tracking system, your own CRM system, right? Mm -hmm. Customer relations management system in which you are moving all of those steps through and ensuring that you don't miss one of those steps. Yeah. It can, it can be an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, absolutely. With, With columns, this name, this is when we had our consult call check. I sent the coaching agreement on this date. They signed it. I sent the invoice. They paid it. It can be an Excel spreadsheet. It can be a a paper on your desktop. Yep. But some sort of process to make sure that you're staying on on top of that. Right. Yes. And then how how are they paying you? I have a, a personal opinion I'm going to put out here. And that is that I think it's important to take credit cards and not do a Venmo or something that is a personal process you use with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I split dinner with my friends over Venmo. I don't expect <laughs> to pay a professional yeah. over Venmo or Zelle or Cash App or any of those messenger. Um, I expect to pay by a credit card. And I know coaches push back because there's a fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Associated with that, but Square, Stripe, PayPal. Yeah. That's what professionals do. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I think again, we're speaking to the level of professionalism, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be regarded professionally, your practice, your business practice is professional. I agree with you. I, I, I do know that some of these Venmos and Zells are moving into some business uh, avenues, but I agree with you. I am a huge fan of Square and Stripe and PayPal actually puts the fee on the payer side, right? Mm. So there is some, some stuff that they are doing that it, the cost is absorbed. But for me, in my practice, I'm happy to absorb the cost, the interest rate on the credit card because of the ease and dependability, consistency, mm-hmm. and 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 access and use, right? And now right. even on Square and Stripe, you can do, you know, bank transfers, ACH payments, which are uh, have a smaller fee attached to them. But again, the invoicing system, the professional mm-hmm. branding of those invoices, the be- ability to track an invoice, see when the invoice was open, see, send reminders of those invoices, set up payment plans, if that's something that your practice mm-hmm. does, extremely important. Really important. Now, there are occasionally those clients, so let's step out of the credit card world for a minute, who say, I I don't the only credit card I have is joint and I don't want my spouse to see that payment. Mm-hmm. What are my other options? Yeah. I have had people mail me a check or a money order, mm-hmm. right? So I two things I talked to them about. Do you have a friend or a family member that you could yes. give cash and they could put it on their credit card? Mm-hmm. And if not, I've had people mail me money orders. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. Again, we don't schedule our first appointment. Yeah. I say, go ahead and put that in the mail. And as soon as I get it, I will reach out and we'll get you set up for your session package. Yeah, because one of the things also is that's why we do sort of invoicing. You're paying for a program or set amount of sessions before we begin, right? You're preventing yourself from then getting trapped and having to chase money. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which I don't, I, I, I'm super busy. I don't have time to go running after people after providing a service for them. And now they're not paying. And, and it, it might not be that they're intentionally not paying. We do know that lots of clients are in states of financial turmoil and dealing with lots of moving parts and, and they took the first step in, in coming to us and, and wanting to do the work to be able to help get themselves organized. So it might not necessarily be intentional. It just might not be a priority, but Mm -hmm. again, we are setting, we're modeling behavior in terms of accountability. So having that invoicing system set up that they are paying prior to beginning the coaching process is an important factor uh, in terms of time management, efficiency, and practice development. Mm -hmm. It is. And, you know, I think we always know that when you have skin in the game, you're more likely to show up and do the work, right? When you pay for your gym membership, you're more likely to show up. Yeah. When um, it's the same reason I, I didn't pay for my kids' college, right? They had to get loans. Why? I wanted them to have skin in the game. Right. So there is something to be said for that. Yes. That paying up front means, oh, well, I paid for my, I happen to do start with six sessions. That is the package clients buy from me. Mm -hmm. Um, I have paid for my six sessions. I better show up and do the work. Yes. That's the empowerment process. Right. That's the empowerment process is now they've got some self-accountability. And I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. As opposed to, eh, if I don't have to pay until after the session, eh, maybe I'll cancel. Maybe I won't show up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't do what I said I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've already invested the money, okay. All right. Yes. Now we're, now we're on. So yeah. you have invested in the client has invested in themselves and I, I feel like they're much more likely than to commit to the relationship we're going to have together to move them forward. Yes. And, and we're, again, you know, this is the client's process. We're providing the framework for them to mm-hmm. be empowered, to engage in their process, for them to take responsibility and accountability for the work that they're doing. Because we know as coaches, we say this all the time, right? We are not telling our clients what to do. They, we believe that they have the answers within themselves. And part of this onboarding process is setting the tone. Mm -hmm. And and we talk about tone where we're sort of, maybe it's their path, but we just painted a a nice, wonderful, shiny, welcome, glittery. Okay. Here's the beginning of your path. And we've, we've helped build that for them to be able to take that first step. And, and that's, completely, completely encircled in terms of that onboarding process for them. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, you know, we titled this five tips for new client satisfaction. And so just to kind of articulate those, those are the, if you're using a client portal, then you're going to want to start with that invitation. But the five things really are that coaching agreement, Mm -hmm. the payment arrangements, Mm -hmm. how do they set up their first session? How do they schedule future sessions with you and how do they communicate with you? And what are those boundaries? Are you available all the time? 
what is your response deadline, right? Are you going to get back within two hours, 24 hours, 48 hours? Do you have office hours? You know, so again, setting yourself up for success by kind of outlining all those parameters. So coaching agreement, payment arrangements, first session, scheduling future sessions, and how are you going to communicate together? Those are the five things I think need to be really clear yes, and set in place for new client satisfaction. They understand the rules of the game. Great. Yep. And, and the professional branding process of those five steps. Yes. Right. That it looks organized, professional. This is an opportunity, right? Your brand, you are your brand, right? Most of us are independent practitioners. So the brand and the tone that you're setting in all of those steps, what mm-hmm. does your client portal look like, right? If we had a client portal, what, how is your coaching agreement laid out and branded, right? What is your invoicing system? Your payment arrangements, is that mm-hmm. branded, right? Your right. communication emails, how are they going to communicate with you? Again, branded, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're setting up their session. So there is this continuity structure and consistency that happens that the client is experiencing. Yeah. And so speaking of your communication, in your coaching agreement, in your invoices, in your communication, in all the things, please use good grammar. So important. Please make sure there aren't spelling errors. If you're not a good writer, please have somebody review that for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good professional grammar and writing, no dangling participles, no, <laughs> right? No double negatives, right? Just really good professional grammar, no extraneous words, yeah. clear and understandable, and no spelling errors. Yes. Again, that tone setting, that professionalism. And and listen, we all need supports as professionals. So having somebody edit it, look at it, a, a, right. a colleague, a friend, a family member, Absolutely. perhaps a grammar Nazi, somebody who's really good at you know mm-hmm. those, those specific things, those are ensuring that we're accessing the resources, our own expert perspective, if you will, to ensure that, again, the, the message, the tone and effort that we're putting forth in these five steps to new client satisfaction are exactly a representation of you and how you would like to be portrayed and what you want your clients to experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think just setting that, um, establishing the base for your relationship. So not only are you setting the professionalism, I think you're, you're setting things up so that they will be smoother. When you're establishing the expectations, so you've made a good professional first impression, you're also setting yourself up for future success because you've made it very clear how you expect your client relationship to go and your client knows, oh, here's how I'll communicate. Here's how I will schedule. Here's how my professional expects me to interact with them. So you've, you've laid all that out. From the beginning. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm a fan of clear expectations. Me too. (laughs) I Frustration arises and people have conflict when they have unmet expectations. And if I haven't articulated my expectations to you, then how can I expect you to meet them? 
So and agree more, <laughs> which, which we know is so, so much of an experience in the divorce process, right? So right. all of these are, are wonderful opportunities to, to be able to manage, you know, our, our, our client's experience, because that's what we are doing. We're managing our client's experience. And like you said, setting up for future success, as we know, the best way to build your practice. We were just talking about it in our last session, making your first $10,000 is really about that client's experience, what the value that they get out of the work with you and the referral to somebody else to work with you. And and it just fits nicely as kind of one of the foundational pieces to that process. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, Well, we hope this has been helpful to help you remember to focus on setting the stage for that um, professionalism. And I'm sure that we'll talk more about it in the future. Um, If you're interested in learning more about consults to clients, that's in the on-demand library. I want you to um, keep your eyes peeled. We're going to be announcing. um, You'll see, um, you can sign up. We're going to start the book club back up in September. Yay. And our high demand for our book club. Yay. High demand. (laughs) Our book club has been really popular because it's free. It's just an opportunity to get together with other professionals and kind of brainstorm. And our selection for September is going to be a book called High Conflict, Why We Get Trapped and How We Get Out by Amanda Ripley. Mm -hmm. So watch for our uh, social media posts and you'll see it on the website where you can register. Um, It's free, but you do need to register to get the Zoom link to join the party. So. And, All right. and, and we do, everybody, you know, you, you could show up with a glass of wine, a cocktail, a coffee or a tea, but it's really a wonderful opportunity to connect with fellow divorce coaches. Uh, and and I, I'm really excited about the book. I haven't read it yet. I just started, uh, but uh, looking forward to dialoguing it with all of you. Yeah, so, it's really interesting. It dives back into the very first divorce mediation that ever happened back in the 70s. It talks about all kinds of other conflict too, but it's really interesting to hear the history of mediation. Yeah. So we look forward to um, chatting that out with you all and we will see you next week. Thanks, Deb. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.